Welcome to Startup Hacks, a We Global podcast. We explore the stories and secret strategies that women entrepreneurs use to save time and money when bootstrapping and building their businesses. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina, and today I'm really excited to do a special episode for you where I get to spend some special time one-on-one and share with you a little bit about my own background and journey and my own startup hacks. I have spent a lot of time with some amazing entrepreneurs who have shared their secret sauce with you, and I thought it was about time that I give you some of my own. So starting out, if you don't know a little bit about my own journey, I'm originally from Portugal. I moved to the United States when I was a little kid and grew up in New Bedford, Massachusetts, where I went to high school and ended up in Philadelphia, where I went to college at University of Pennsylvania and moved to New York, where I spent a fair bit of time working in the entertainment business. And then after several years, moved to Los Angeles to continue my career in uh, media, where I was developing television shows for companies such as Paramount and Burlstein Gray. And I also worked at Lifetime and ABC and had the privilege of working with some of the best producers, directors, and actors in the business at the time. And I really enjoyed creating IP, intellectual property, and working with artists and figuring out what was their vision, what was their passion, and how to create a show out of it. And I find that over the years, as I've done different things in my life, including obviously being an entrepreneur, that it's this passion to really create intellectual property and to assist creators in executing their vision and realizing their vision that really excites me and was really the genesis for why I started We Global. After being in the entertainment business for well over 15 years and I left the business to start my own family and then became a writer um, in TV and also became an author, published author in the graphic novel area and um, and a producer. I, I then segued into more kind of traditional Silicon Valley type Um, entrepreneurial work. I launched a multi-platform digital content company. I launched a behavioral data analytics company and did that for a number of years and found while working in the startup ecosystem, as much as I loved it and I loved the freedom and the creativity, I really found that the ecosystem itself was not really um, conducive to women getting funding and getting the support that they needed. And one thing I really hate is inefficiencies. So um, about a year ago, I decided to really start looking deeply at starting um, We Global, which is Women Entrepreneurs Global, which is the show that hosts this podcast, and also another podcast called Mindset for Success, which is really focused on the mental health of female founders, which is often uh, overlooked, but it's really important to focus on. And the goal with Women Entrepreneurs Global is to really support female founders in the building of their businesses. And you may think, okay, well, what's the difference between kind of building your business or launching your business or scaling your business or raising capital, right? It's all part of the process. Well, there is so much support and so much discussion around raising capital 
and raising capital is incredibly important. It's often very difficult to build your business without capital, uh, sadly, but it's very difficult to do so unless you've achieved traction. So what do I mean by traction? Um, you have to prove that there's actually a buyer for your product. So when you go out to meet with venture capitalists or even angel investor groups, for example, they really want to see that you have established product market fit, that the product that you've created really meets the needs of their of a buyer and that you've been able to sell your product over and over again. And oftentimes the benchmark that you have to meet is a million dollars a year in revenue. And that's a lot of money. And when you're trying to build a business that can generate that level of money, um, it requires infrastructure, it requires people, it requires investment, it certainly requires time. And so you're in this cyclical problem of, you know, well, how do you build your business if you don't have money, but you need you need money in order to build the business, but you can't get the money unless you have the revenue. So it's this really awful process. And which is why I started We Global, because I felt that not enough attention was really being paid to actually how to effectively bootstrap a startup so that you don't need a ton of capital so that you can start to generate revenue, so that you can reinvest that revenue, and so that you can get to those traction milestones. And I kind of look at it as working in the minor leagues of baseball, where you're developing talent, where you're teaching founders how to effectively stretch a dollar, stretch their time, and to all the while really maintain a competitive edge so they can reach those critical milestones that are really looked upon by by investors as critical in order to be successful. There's a lot of things that you need to do as a founder to be successful, starting with having a great idea, having a great team, um, doing proper market research so that what you're offering is really truly needed, um, having a real great rapport with your customer base and really understanding their growing needs and how to integrate that into your offering and provide real value. Um, but in addition to that, you need to do so with an eye towards growth and with an eye towards scaling and understanding how you're going to take your version 1.0 of your business and then be able to scale it to version 2.0 and 3.0 without blowing the tires off the car. I mean, honestly, what happens many times is founders aren't really ready for the success that comes. They start getting a lot of sales and they just don't have the infrastructure or the customer service to really support their client base. And then you're kind of running on empty and then you're desperately looking for more funding so that you can hire more people. So it really requires um, a network of experienced professionals who really know the game and know how to support you. And that's really what um, Women Entrepreneurs Global is really all about. We wanted to create not only a studio where we would work hand in hand with founders and building their businesses, but we also wanted to create a do-it-yourself platform where we would have educational modules that teach you all of this. And you could watch these videos, whether you're in Africa or India or Central America at your leisure and become a member of the platform and educate yourself and upskill yourself, network with other female founders, network with your customers, network with your funders, and, um, and also get to know best-in-class service providers 
who can provide excellent services to you at a discount all in one ecosystem so you don't spend your life Googling and reinventing the wheel, which we all do all over the world. And it's just incredibly inefficient. And I hate inefficiencies. So I wanted to build this ecosystem that really took a holistic view around building a business and putting mindset and mental health at the forefront, which is very seldom done. And one of the things that investors will look to first and foremost for first-time founders is whether you have founder DNA, whether you have good founder DNA. And that's things like, you know, are you self-confident? Are you articulate? Um, do you have grit? Do you have stamina? Um, do you have vision? All of these things that from, from in their eyes is critical for you to really make it through the arduous task of really building and launching and scaling a successful business. So we are committed to that on the platform as well. And a lot of the content that we create is focused on um, building founder DNA, which is, which is critically, critically important. So that's a little bit about um, we global and why I started, uh, why I started the business and I found that during this um, process, some of the some of the startup hacks that I lean on that are very important to me are are really around time management and and the blocking out of uh, hours of time to execute your vision. So you've heard, I'm sure, from many different people, different strategies and one strategy doesn't work for everyone. So you have to seek out what is best for you. But I'm, uh, I'm a mom, I have two kids, I have a very active uh, personal life. So for me, I'm really limited to kind of a Monday through Friday, nine to five, nine to six time period. So it's all about how do you maximize those hours. And I try to maximize those hours. And trust me, I'm a hot mess many days. And I think that there, I think that the beauty of being an entrepreneur is to be okay with being a hot mess. Like you get it wrong a bunch of times, you get it right a bunch of times, but the key is you keep on going and you keep iterating until you get better and better and better at it. And that's what makes an entrepreneur, a true entrepreneur, someone who is not afraid of failing, someone who's not afraid of being imperfect um, because that's how you build a successful business. And so around time management, I find that for myself, I literally have to schedule my life into my calendar. And I literally mean like shower, walk the dogs, prepare lunch for the kids, um, periods of time where I'm doing creative thinking, periods of time where I'm responding to email, uh, blocks of time where I'm doing administrative administrative responsibilities like paying bills, household bills, setting up doctor's appointments. I mean, life goes on. You still need to make time for all that. But I do find personally that if you create buckets for all of these things in your calendar, when they come up, you can throw them in that bucket. And if you use a system like Trello or some other time management um, software tool that defines the buckets you can just throw it up on the board and you can say okay this is something that needs to get done when i'm tackling this bucket next and that way you can move on and not constantly be distracted 
So that's um, that's something that I that I do that I find is particularly helpful. I, I also think it's important to schedule out your time on a calendar so that you can see when you're failing because you don't know if you're failing unless you actually create a, a schedule. So I know, for example, if I'm supposed to be at my desk at nine o'clock or I'm supposed to be doing something at 8.30 um, and it's 9.30 and I haven't done either of those things that I'm already running behind schedule. Now you may think, okay, well that's pretty obvious. It, it is and it isn't, especially in a time like COVID when you're home every day and it kind of seems like Groundhog Day every day. It's important to really be um, to really be as structured as you can be so that you have the freedom to have downtime. And ironically, I think with structure comes freedom. And when you don't have, or I find for myself, when I'm not structured, I just feel like the time just drifts away and I don't know where it's really gone. And there's nothing greater than feeling like you've been really effective. And my personal goal is not to work harder, but to work smarter. So I ask myself all the time, um, how can I work smarter? And the answer to that question for me personally is to create systems. I used to work for someone at Lifetime who was really great at being organized. And she told me that she only touches a piece of paper once. And I always thought that was so awesome to be able to do that. So when things came into her inbox, and these days that would be your email, that you only touch it once. You don't go back to it. You just, you handle it. It gets taken care of. You never have to see it again. It's deleted. It's gone. It's archived. So the key is to create systems so that once that system is created, you don't have to recreate the wheel again. So for example, one of the things that drives me bananas is emails and all of the spam that are in emails. And I tell myself all the time, oh my God, I have to increase my spam filters. I have to do this because I don't want to look at all this junk email. So one system you can create, for example, is create an email or a Gmail or or any kind of email that's free for all of your personal shopping so that you don't give away your um, family email or your work email to sites that are going to track you and spam you to death. And that way, it's an email that you can go to when you need to, to check if something's being shipped or if it's arrived or if you have a problem with something, but it doesn't clog up your email. And that's what I mean by creating systems. It's one simple step that has an incredible impact in terms of productivity in your life. And if I do that, I find that I just save so much time um, that otherwise is spent needlessly like doing things over and over and over again. So again, I would encourage people to ask, how can I work smarter as opposed to harder? And, and Ideally, I would like to work four or five hours a day and within those four or five hours, get as much work done as I would if I put in 10 hours. And you have to think about what am I doing over and over again that's repetitive. So in my tech company that I founded, since it's a behavioral data analytics company, we developed software that uh, examines bot activity on social media and we can detect um fake likes, fake engagement, uh, fake account activity. And in doing so, we had to really analyze behaviorally how human beings behave differently than bots. 
And in becoming experts in bot activity, you realize the incredible inefficiency that exists when human beings do the same thing over and over again. And that's what gets humans replaced by bots, because a computer can be incredibly efficient in executing a repetitive behavior or action more so than a human can. So I would look at your life and think, what am I doing that is just really eating up into my work time and into my fun time? Because we all need a lot of downtime. And I myself don't really feel that I'm particularly good at that and strive to be better at it. Um, and I'm sure I'll be a work in process until the day I die. But you don't, you never really know how much progress you've made. And you never really pat yourself on the back well enough if you don't really have benchmarks that you've set for yourself. Because they're never, it's never, you know, there's never an end to it. So I think that that's um, I think that's really important. Another thing that I want to talk about is how important it is to build a team as a startup hack. There are a lot of people who probably care and are passionate about something that you're passionate about. If you're interested in starting a business around, let's say, its sustainability, and you don't want to do it alone. Uh, I would encourage you to start building a board of advisors early on during the development stage so that you are not a solopreneur, so that it's not just you and your co-founder or you and your um, co-founding team. It's really important to populate your company with advisory board members or board of directors or simple advisors or even mentors who can advise you and give you advice during that stage. It also is a great way for you not to feel alone in your journey and for you to get the emotional and psychological and intellectual support that is so needed because oftentimes it's such a lonely journey to be an entrepreneur and we all have our awful days um, and they come and they go, but it's so much easier when you have a team around you, even if it's just advisors, um, to help you um, with tasks, with introductions, with suggestions. Uh, I mean, it's an incredibly important thing. And I would urge every entrepreneur out there to start building that now. It will make your product and your life so much better and so much richer, including joining professional organizations um, as well. And then lastly, on this uh, topic of saving time and money, I, I would say that it's really critical that you delegate as much as you can. So you may say, okay, well, I'm a solopreneur. How do I delegate, right? Well, the key to delegation is to really look for either individuals who are willing to help you and do so potentially for equity in your company, or perhaps if the area that you're working in is of interest to a um, to a high school intern program or to a university intern program, reach out and see if you can provide an opportunity to a student who could gain valuable um, professional experience by working with you. And obviously, it's important to provide rich experience that is enhancing to your intern as opposed to just filing and doing administrative duties because it does go both ways. I really believe it's important that you provide value for those that are working with you as well. And then lastly, I would say 
for your personal life, it's so important to have some sort of practice, whether it is going for a walk or going for a run or going for a swim or um, dancing, something that breaks up your day, that gives you a physical release so that you um, have a good mindset and that you kind of open your creativity channel to great ideas that are, um, um, that may come, that may not come to you, um, otherwise. And I would say, I, I often ask people who I interview, um, this question, which is, you know, if there's a, an entrepreneur out there who's listening and in need of guidance, what is that one piece of advice that you would give him or her and that you wish someone had told you? And, and I think something that's really important and, and sadly sometimes difficult to really absorb is how important it is to really come from a positive mindset and from a, um, from a positive mindset, but also from a prosperity mindset. We so easily adopt uh, a fear mindset, a scarcity mindset. I mean, it's honestly, it's just second nature. It's really built into our DNA. But you have to think about, well, gee, what if you didn't have any fear at all? How would you approach your entrepreneurial activity? How would you approach your life? Um, and if you didn't have a negative mindset, how would that change your decision making? And you find that some of the most successful entrepreneurs are truly fearless. Now, by that, I don't mean that they don't have fear. The difference is they have fear, but they do it anyway. And they have courage. And that at the end of the day is really what you need in order to get to the end of the road and to turn that corner and not quit. Because oftentimes you're so close when you start thinking about quitting. And if you can just power through and that's where your team comes in, it will make all the difference in the world in terms of your, in terms of your success rate. So I wanted to close by saying that if you feel that you could use a network of women around you who are also building businesses and you could use resources, you should definitely reach out to us at womenentrepreneurs.global. We would love to um, share the resources that we have and tell you more about our offerings, which you can find um, on our website, which is womenentrepreneurs.global. And each week we interview a variety of different founders from different industries who are at different stages in the entrepreneurial journey. And we find it's really important to do that because every entrepreneur at different stages has different startup hacks that they use, different time and money saving strategies. And it's also really great to understand people's journeys, what triggered them to launch their business, how they kept going, and, and quite frankly, how they're doing in their journey, because this is really a sisterhood of founders. And together, we will make 
a greater impact than if we work individually. And that's really the goal of We Global. So I want to thank you for being one of our listeners and for any questions about our programs, of course, our podcasts, any guests, myself, and our female founder programs. Again, as I mentioned, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina, and I look forward to seeing you next week. We have another great show you won't want to miss on the secret female founder strategies that can save you time and money when building your business. This podcast is brought to you by Women Entrepreneurs Global, the first startup studio and digital do-it-yourself startup platform for women. For more information on our guests, this podcast, and many other female founder programs, please visit womenentrepreneurs.global. I'm your host, Fernanda Carapina. See you next week.